the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Tuesday, 30th day of June, 2019. We're halfway through this year. <laughs> I, I I thought time flew when you were having fun. I didn't know you time sped up when you're being tortured, uh, being well made a slave. The stuff that I'm seeing with the experts from the agencies. Is absolutely astounding. Fauci is now telling everybody nationwide to wear masks. You know, if I was a place kicker in the NFL, I, I, I'd want to see how many yards I can be from the goalpost and, and put Fauci between the uprights. And I'd keep trying until there's nothing left. Hi, <laughs> gosh, folks. Is this insanity? I was thinking about this today before airtime. There is not a whole lot we're able to do about Black Lives Matter, about Antifa, and I'm going to get into where all this Black Lives Matter stuff came from. And it probably will not shock some of you, but it's a Harvard professor. I kid you not. A white dude, by the way. Jeez, I wonder if wonder if the wonder if Black Lives Matter figured out that this came from some white Harvard professor guy. Is that a whitey in the woodpile, Mike? We'll get into this, and this is absolutely it's the origins of black neo Marxism, is what you're seeing today. kicked off by Mr. Floyd and that little happening in Minneapolis. And now we have cultural revolution in this country. Folks, it's always been about the revolution. And and do you think 
So this is why I'm having a hard time the culturally deficient, because they're just picking up the water of the Marxists and carrying their pails for them. They're not thinking. They're not doing any research. They're being handed a script, and they're dutifully following it, because I guess either they're too stupid to do their own thinking for them, for themselves. You know, I don't know exactly. I haven't heard too much from the NFL locker rooms. You know, Colin Kaepernick, you're familiar with the story. I won't beat that dead horse. But uh, Mr. Kaepernick has still not found a job in the NFL. And I'll tell you why that is. It ain't because he's black. In my estimation, he is an average quarterback. Maybe at times played above average, but no special digs. I mean, he's not a Brett Favre or a Tom Brady. He's not in that caliber. Or a Drew Brees. What coaches do not like in their locker room is dissension. Because it is a team sport. And when I say a team sport, I'm not just talking about lining up 11 guys against their 11 guys and here's the play and you, they do the offense and you got to defend and the guy at the end of 60 minutes ends up with most of the points on the board. You win. Congratulations. A team effort is playing on your team with your teammates, communicating, okay? Some of your best defenses in the NFL... Uh, you've got what is called a mic or a middle linebacker. Sometimes he calls out the defense formations. He looks how the offense is lining up. Uh, it may be a run, looks like a pass. It could be play action, so be prepared for, for both. You know, if the running back comes through, you got to plug that running lane. Uh, but watch out. It could be a fake, and it's a pass. For those of you who don't watch football, you could give a damn less of what I just said. Here's the point. Coaches and owners don't like dissension in their locker rooms. Now, it's an interesting situation. Like I said, I am not getting much feedback from the NFL inside the locker rooms, that is. You got a few people that are tweeting and jumping on bandwagons and making social comment. But as far as the teams themselves go, Owners are going to face, uh, <coughs> if, if you're a Detroit Lion fan, and I would absolutely hold you harmless if, if, if you were, uh, but the governor of Michigan says that, well, yeah, the Detroit Lions can play football at Ford Stadium, but mm, there's not going to be anybody in the stands. 40% of the income for these teams to pay for those players and the lights and the air conditioning, and you get the idea, the overhead. 40% comes from fan revenue, tickets, butts in the seats. Also, from concession stands, you know, when you're paying for an $8 beer, just think of it this way. You're helping defray the cost of the million-dollar babies out there playing a kid's game. And it is highly entertaining. Uh, 
my ex-broadcast partner used to call it ball worshipping. I don't worship football any more than I was a kid than I worshipped uh, Little League or baseball. I tried my hand at it. I wasn't that bad of an athlete, but I didn't have a teacher. My coach sucked. I lost interest very quickly, and, well, that was it. That was the beginning and the end of my baseball career. <laughs> Not that I had any designs to go on to be a professional ball player, but, you know, you could get worse-paying jobs. But it's the people that run these organizations, it's the coaches that coach the players to bring out the absolute best of their athletic ability. And it's just not athletic ability. It's the ability to think and communicate on the field. So what do you think the odds are that Mr. Colin Kaepernick is going to find a job in the NFL for this fall? I'd say it's about 9-1. to Teams are making noises like, yeah, you know, we we don't have any problem looking at Colin Kaepernick. Okay. I don't know what that means. They got a picture of him. They look at it, throw it in a trash can. I don't know what that means. When the NFL says they want to take a look at a player, they want to see his physical abilities, where he's at, if he can play the position that the, the organization demands, and do it at a high level, an efficient level. Yeah, everybody is saying, just to keep everything copacetic, <laughs> is that, uh, yeah, we'll take a look at Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, they'll look at him for about five seconds and then move on. Coaches trade players away. Fans don't understand while maybe the season's going on that, well, one of their favorite players, he's up and been traded. Well, there's several reasons for it, but one of the reasons is this guy isn't a good fit for their team. So they trade him off. And sometimes it works out for the player. He's in a different environment, catches on, and everything's happy and magnificent. and Yeah. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you get traded from the Detroit Lions and you slip into football obscurity forever and ever. Amen. Seventy-plus percent of people that play in the NFL are black. What does it take to be a player in the NFL? <laughs> I, I would venture to say that 95, 96, maybe 97% of the people out there couldn't hack it. If you've ever been through basic training, especially you guys in Marines, yeah, it's kind of like that. Conditioning programs, there's classrooms, learn the playbooks. Some of these playbooks are, they look like damn phone books. That's when we used to have the big phone books. And you've got to be able to relate, you've got to be able to learn, you've got to be able to communicate. A coach can't teach that. These guys got to have the ability to pick it up, take the coaching, take the information, say, oh, okay, I got it. And the coaches try to put them in the best position on the field for the benefit of the team. That's basically it. And there, it tickled me. Uh, sometimes in a football game, 
you all hear an announcer make, well, he just made a business decision. When a player half-heartedly makes a tackle or maybe misses a tackle because he doesn't want to get hit as hard as he thinks he's going to get hit, they call that euphemistically a business decision. In other words, he doesn't want his neck broke and be a paraplegic for the rest of his life. So he decides to kind of step out of harm's way. It is grueling. It is a very hard thing to do. Some of these guys in the NFL, man, they try their best. But you know what? Defensive linemen, they got to be in tip-top shape to make it through the fourth quarter. You start seeing these guys standing around on the field in the, in the third quarter with their hands on their hips, sucking air. By the time the fourth quarter rolls around, the plays that weren't working against that defensive line are now working because these guys are out of gas. It is tough to be a player in the NFL. But with great risk comes great reward. There's no puny little salaries out there anymore. These are huge multi-mega-dollar contracts. I don't even, I, quarterbacks? I mean, contracts over $100 million a year. Now, folks, I like football, but there ain't no quarterback on the face of this planet that's worth $100 million. But what you don't see or hear are defensive or offensive linemen or the backfield people or whatever going, well, I need equal wages. Huh? What? Oh, you want pay equality? Okay, prove to me that you can play the quarterback position. Hey, (laughs) you know, hey. All of this is based on your performance. Can you do the job that you're hired to do? So we're going to have football this this fall with no fans in the stands? Really? Now these assets are calling for all farms to be shut down because you know what? So many field workers are being tested positive for COVID-19. Huh? What? They want to shut down a food supply. Folks, we uh, have only felt the initial shocks of this earthquake. The aftershocks are yet to come. Over 50 Hear me, please. Over 50% of the people in this country used to have jobs ain't got jobs no more. They're cranking up the second wave of their COVID-19 pandemic. This has got to be stopped. And it's got to be stopped now. Yesterday I had a conversation with a couple of sub-employees, uh, uh, sub-shop employees. Walk into place. They were running a two-for-one. I thought, okay, I'll take that deal. One today, one tomorrow. Works for me. Walk in. Guy asked me, he says, is this a pickup? I go, no. He said, we got to have a mask. And I said, I don't want a mask. Oh, well, uh, it, it's a city ordinance. <laughs> uh, I'm contemplating going after the city of Round Rock. 
over this ordinance deal. Um, and again, going to Desi Anders' point of where's the law? There is no law. These are these are good ideas that they're telling the business community and they're running the school system and they're pretty much running everything so they're making up the rules based on absolute disinformation. We haven't seen the worst of this. The, the, the worst of this is yet to come. The taxation, yeah, that's out the window. You can't tax what people ain't earning. So we're going to do helicopter Ben style. Yes, we'll keep the economy going by just throwing bucket loads of money out to general public, whatever. Yeah, that's really going to help. Now, I don't know exactly what course this is going to take in the future, but I can tell you this with a, with a certain amount of surety, is people have had enough. And they're starting to get Even the people that you couldn't, folks, <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't get them to listen to you. They glaze over you. I don't want to hear this crap. You're a conspiracy theorist, but whatever. Yeah. Get away from me. I don't want to be bothered. Well, it's not going to be me that's bothering you. It's going to be what I'm trying to tell you that's going to come and bother you. But you're, you can't be bothered to listen. I, I get it. Well, a lot of these people are starting to wake out of their slumbers. Even people like Bill Crystal. <laughs> This guy is starting to feel the heat, and uh, he's trying to cover his butt. Sorry, Billy Boy, it ain't going to work. But we're seeing the chinks in their armor, and they're starting to feel the heat. Because the white gun-toting militia, beer-swilling hillbilly deplorables out, guess what? We're not armed up, and we're not going into cities and shooting people and robbing and stealing. And the best of that was watching these clowns blow up ATMs and try to drag them down streets or put them on a city bus to go home. I... <laughs> but the kickback is starting to happen. And a lot of these people are getting nervous. A lot of them. Which is good. Because all we've got to keep doing is what we're doing right now. In lieu of the Second American Revolution, we just keep doing what we're doing. We keep doing the research. We quit. We don't quit. We put the information out there every single day. Knowledge is power. We recognize that. So do they. That's why they went out and bought up all the points that people used to use as resource of knowledge. And they've figured that one out as well. We'll take the break. We'll be back. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. 
Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. As a listener of RBN, you're surely concerned about being informed and being ready for whatever may come. Please consider the following questionnaire as a soul-jarring wake-up call. If you answer no to more than two of these following questions, you probably aren't going to make it through any major disruption in our country. The questions were compiled by people that have been there. Are you really ready? Do you own your own firearm for the primary defense and protection of you and your loved ones? Have you ever been professionally trained to stand against life-threatening behavior? Have you ever practiced enough to fire 500 rounds during a two- to four-day time frame, day and night? Can you load, unload, fire, and clear a jam in total darkness? Have all the adults in your household been professionally trained? Are you, life and death, comfortable with your abilities with pistol, revolver, shotgun, and rifle? Are you aware that everything that you do to prepare for an emergency is a waste of time, money, and energy? If you haven't owned your abilities to their highest level to protect and keep what you have, do you have the repair parts that will most likely be needed for each of your firearm, and do you have the ability to install those parts? Could you completely clean every firearm you own? Are you aware that your body won't go where your mind hasn't been? In other words, without proper training, followed by regular practice, you probably will not win a gunfight. Well, how did you measure up? Take the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to start correcting your deficiencies by receiving your Commander Lifetime Membership with Front Sight Firearms Training Facility. A one-time donation to RBN for $500 will give you a Commander Lifetime Membership at Front Sight as a tremendously huge thank you bonus. See details on RBN's webpage to make it happen. The clock is ticking. You had better be ready before it happens. Let's examine where Black Lives Matter came from. Noel Ignatiev was a white American of Russian Jewish origin and former Harvard professor who's considered to be the father of numerous radical black movements in America. Gee, if Black Lives Matter knew that, wow wonder how they'd react to that. He's the person who introduced the concept of white privilege and who called for white women to breed out while calling the white men to kill themselves. However, he wrote, 
White does not mean white. White is, in radical parlance, means anyone of any race, creed, nationality, color, sex, or sexual preference, who embraces capitalism, free markets, limited government, and the American traditional culture and values. That is a snapshot of what Black Lives Matter really is. And since the 1960s, all communist revolutionaries have known the maxim. The issue is never the issue. The issue is always the revolution. That's why the two wings of the Democrat Party, the white, Antifa, and the black, BLM, work together as one. They understand that race may be the apparent issue, but the real goal is communist revolution under the banner of socialism. That was Mr. Ed Griffith's take on it. Ed Griffin, by the way, still spry, 88 years old, still churning and burning. I've got a lot of respect for that man. The philosoph- uh, philosophical concept belongs to Noel Ignative, a white American of Russian origin who is an ideological founding father of numerous radical black movements in America. The author of this concept was even lucky enough to see his best students, Black Lives Matter, in action. Research into the work of this former Harvard professor finally answered the question of why BLM proponents are so negative about the perfectly rational slogan, All Lives Matter. Don't you think that black and white and yellow and red, everybody's lives matter? No, 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 no. You say all lives matter to BLM. Huh. Man, you just, you just, you just did a racial slur. The fact is that black, in the interpretation of this professor, is a revolutionary Marxist. All those who do not agree with the left ideology should, according to Ignatev, be eliminated. The slogan, All Lives Matter, blurs the concept of the enemy and brings confusion to the minds of the revolutionaries. This is why any mention of All Lives Matter, or a version thereof, Blue Lives Matter to support the police or whatever, provokes such an acute reaction of the left. According to Ignative, black is not the level of pigment in the skin, but the level of adherence to the Marxist doctrine. According to this definition, the great American free uh, market economist Thomas Sowell, although he has quite enough black pigment, he's not black. And you may have folks noticed early on that when a black man spoke out and it wasn't what the communist revolutionaries wanted to hear, you'd hear terms like, oh, well, he's just an Uncle Tom. You remember? Yeah. See, he's not black. He's an Uncle Tom. He's a sellout to the whites. Huh. This is evoking a lot of thought in my head, and i got to be real careful <laughs> because some of this just might slip out of my head unabated. <clears throat> The conservative justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, is not black either. According to Ignative, 
many black Americans are not black just because they do not want to follow the Marxist dogma. Noel Ignatiev, born 1940, dead last year, was born in America in a family of Jewish immigrants from Russia, third-generation communists. Moreover, he was not just a member of the Communist Party of the USA from the age of 17, but belonged to its most radical, ultra-left Marxist-Leninist wing. Well, what was his most outstanding contribution to American philosophy? Well, this is it. Eventually, white women can breed out, but my feeling is that if you are a white male, you should kill yourself now. If you are a thoughtful person with a social conscience who considers himself white, you will consider suicide. It was he, a convinced, uncompromising, and resolute communist, who in 1967 proposed the doctrine of white privilege. Funny, we're starting to see this come to light was stuff that was cooked up a long time ago. Another pandemic, if you will. More on this when we get back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extend your life with Extendivite. really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. The newspaper? Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey... This is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. On the issue of uh, <clears throat> Ignitive, it was he, a convinced, uncompromising, and re- resolute communist, and as I said, who in 1967 posed the doctrine of white privilege, not as a racial term, but as a somewhat modified Marxist term of class struggle. The notorious eradication of white privilege is simply the standard Marxist wealth redistribution expressed in Newspeak. Now, of course, the primary task of uh, Ignative was never the physical extermination of whites. He was talking about the ideological purification of the whites from the principles of private property, individualism, and freedom, all concepts profoundly alien to Marxists. Supporters of Ignative aiming for socialism in America have chosen a very peculiar way, the mass transformation of whites and squeezing out uh, of them all their whiteness. He sees a happy future as an all-American gulag where the re-education of whites into blacks takes place. In this case, Ignative has no doubts about his righteousness. And he said... The goal of destroying the white race is simply so desirable, it boggles the mind trying to understand how anyone could possibly object to it. The showcase kitsch concentration camp, or this Chaz Astafarian in Seattle, with its intolerance of dissent, is the pinnacle of the realization of this guy's ideas. The kneeling of some American police officers, military personnel, and politicians in front of a crowd of blacks, blacks from the Marxist point of view, of course, is an acknowledgement of the supremacy of left-wing ideology over the law. This is a recognition of the supremacy of the leftist dogma over the Constitution and the oath. Kneeling is a confirmation that America is not suffering from systemic racism, from, but from systemic neo-Marxism. He went on to say, make no mistake about it, we intend to keep bashing the dead black males and the live ones and the females too until the social construct known as the black race is destroyed. No, this is not, a, no, this is not black racism. 
this is a systematic, ideologically correct approach to the class struggle designed to accomplish a dogmatic Marxist wealth redistribution. Why? Well, because since the 60s, all leftists have known the maxim. The issue is never the issue. The issue is always the revolution. This is why the two paramilitary wings of the Democrat Party, the white Antifa and the black BLM, perfectly understand each other. After all, the race is not a problem. The main goal is the revolution. By the way, the white wing of the stormtroopers was also created by the communist. Soviet agent Ernst Thalmann established Antifa in Germany in 1932. <laughs> BLM stormtroopers are trying to provoke a racial war. Now, isn't this ironic? Think about this, folks. They're claiming racism. Whites don't like blacks. So what do they do? They go out in the streets and display the worst a human being can muster. The absolute absence of culture. This is why I came up with the term cultural deficiency. To go out and display the worst of the human psyche of the human being. And it's designed to provoke white hate of blacks. Now, I don't know where you come from, but from my vantage point down here in central Texas, when we hear that kind of stuff, we just laugh. Down here in Round Rock, Texas, folks, there's no BLM. There's no Antifa. There's about maybe 2, 3, maybe 4% blacks that live in Round Rock, peacefully coexisting, not being treated as black, but as another human being. And trust me, the blacks that live here in Round Rock have noticed this. Their white neighbors have not turned them asunder. No. They treated them no differently. In my neighborhood, I've got a half a dozen black neighbors just in my little area. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Why? Because they took the opportunity that the system, as bad as it's been up and broken, they took advantage of it, and they're living a pretty decent life down here with pretty decent jobs, living in pretty decent housing, being treated with respect from their neighbors. Wow. Wow. Shock of all shocks. So... What they're claiming is racism, and they're trying to create racism. Hello? As I said, the BLM stormtroopers are trying to provoke a racial war in America in the hope that it will develop into a civil war, simply because it's much easier to make a revolution during a, during a war. 
One of the founders of BLM, Patrice Cullors, does not hide the fact that BLM members are trained Marxists who read Marx, Lenin, and Mao. That's a prerequisite. Now notice I did not say Antifa. I said BLM and their leaders. You want to know why this wacky crap is still happening in the streets of America? I give you the hierarchy of their organizations. Stone-cold Marxists themselves. This is a cultural revolution in this country. And I dare say the news media won't call it out for what it is. Because they're a part of it. They're sympathetic commutarians themselves. Or just so damn liberal that they can't even think for themselves anymore. I don't know which, but it is what it is. Of course, this entire ignitive clink-clank garbage is hardly perceived as an unprepared audience. Therefore, for brevity, we formulate the of his philosophy in a simplified form. Racism is a form of anti-communism, meaning the white racism, of course. Actually, many readers are familiar with such definitions. For example, Zionism is a form of racism. has been an official UN slogan for a lot of years. Therefore, the militant anti-Semitism of paleo-communist ignitive should not surprise anybody. Indeed, according to Ignitiv, it follows that Zionism is a form of anti-communism. Moreover, Ignitiv hated Christianity as much as Judaism. He especially hated Christmas and, oddly enough, Christmas trees. <laughs> the Race Trader magazine published a policy article by Ignitiv in 1997 entitled, The Point is Not to Interpret Whiteness, But to Abolish It. When it comes to abolishing the white race, the task is not to win over more whites to oppose racism. There are anti-racists enough already to do the job. The task is to gather together a minority determined to make it impossible for anybody to be white. It is a strategy of creative provocation. Almost sounds legitimate, doesn't it? Almost. Creative provocation. Of course, by minority here, Ignitiv means a group of fiery revolutionaries and creative provocation means riots and vandalism. The analogy with the Russian Bolsheviks here is direct. It was used in the communist coup in Russia. In America, Ignitiv proposes to use the blacks as cannon fodder. No, not all immigrants from Russia became great Americans, such as Sergei uh, Romanov or Igor Sikorsky or any one of these people. That's where the Democrats are looking everywhere for the Russian fingerprints can come unrolled, after all, if one believes Democrats, even President Trump, is a a puppet of the Kremlin where it is noble indignation of the leftist press about the Russian interference in the United States' internal affairs. After all, it was Ignativ who made titanic efforts to turn American youth into brainless, self-righteous fanatics 
of a Marxist utopia. The question, of course, is rhetorical. Leftists in America, despite interspecific ideological competition and the amount of skin pigment, are not on the American side of the barricades. Plandemic, folks. Another plandemic. This is cultural. And nobody in the media dares do any looking into what I just have said to you in the last 40 minutes or so. None of them. This was not spontaneous. This was planned. Creative provocation. Taking advantage of a situation and then letting all hell break loose. And I believe for one overriding specific reason. Where there was no hate of blacks before, they're trying their damnedest to get non-blacks to hate blacks. But it doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem to be working. More people are laughing at this than they are taking it serious, which may in itself be somewhat of a mistake. But the point being, they're not getting the reaction that they wanted. See, all those white privileged people, all those whiteies are supposed to be running around the streets with AK-47s hunting the Negroes right now. But it ain't happening. Anymore, when the militias formed in this country, this was not an offensive unit that was built. This was strictly defensive in case they tried to come and grab the guns. Okay, come and grab them. You get one bullet at a time. That worked because it was not there. It was not created to destroy anything. It was there to preserve our rights. Preservation, not destruction. And I can't tell you the countless years that the FBI putting out their tripe about these white militias. Oh, they, they just want to lynch black people. No, he didn't. I've said on this very program more than once, the black person moving into a white neighborhood, it wasn't the color of their skin, it was the flavor of their politics. The people were on guard. And politically, where do you think the blacks have been led in this country? Take a look around you today. That's all that you have to do, is just observe what's going on today. Oh, anti-capitalists, oh, these evil corporations, you know? <laughs> They just don't get it. They don't understand who is pulling their strings. They don't understand the weakness in the system that has brought them to this point. They do not understand the Democrats with agendas, and they are black as well as white, in the major inner cities, the major cities in this country, with their Marxist philosophy you're seeing the end result of the seeds that they have sown. 
and they still don't seem to get it. They're just all caught up in the the adrenaline of the day. But yet, the whites aren't falling out to hate blacks. They understand more and more where this is coming from. And they're being looked at, and it's not hate. People are just shaking their heads. This is not abject hate. This is not racism. People are standing around and going, when the hell are you going to wake up? Please, wake up. Do you think that there will be a communist government in place in this country tomorrow, next week, next month, next year? No, there won't be. And I'll tell you the main reason why. Now, we've used all of the boxes, folks, save for one. We've tried the jury box. We've tried the ballot box. We've tried the soapbox. When all else fails, I was talking to Desi about this yesterday. When we have exhausted all peaceful means to right this republic, we then have to revert to the bullet box. These cultural revolutionaries, these communists in this country will not win. They have not yet figured out that they're cannon fodder. They haven't figured it out yet. But if there comes a day that you cross that line to the point that there's no stepping back, you're going to see the likes of something that you've never seen in recorded history. A crap load of people hunting down communists. Hunting them down, folks. Purging them. Now, I know those are strong words and evokes all kinds of negative thought. But our parents and their parents and their parents got a little bit lazy in defending the republic. Strengthening it. Keeping it strong. For everybody. Now we've got a lot of work to do. Work that must be done. They're going to fail, folks. If they really trigger this thing off, (laughs) I guarantee you, they will fail. Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, 
PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. Is the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at GunConfiscation.com. At GunConfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit GunConfiscation.com today. That's GunConfiscation.com. Which side are you on? Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out is your fire out, folks? Or are you just getting heated up? I wanted to play this, uh, the high wire with Del Bigtree. He does a pretty good job here of uh, talking about your wake-up call with this Corolla virus, as I like to refer to it. I think we are dangerously close to seeing a gigantic group of this nation and the world that are never going to wake up from this lie. That is the case. I know you know it to be true, and I know we all tune into the high wire for the positive outlook. Here's the positive outlook. It's on you. It's on me. It's on us. We must now recognize that the medical establishment and Tony Fauci will admit to lying to continue to lie, but will never say we were wrong. He will never say we were wrong. He will never say that the imperial model was a total disaster. He will never admit that this thing was never going to kill millions of people and it is now diabolically close to being less than the flu. 
He will never admit that it was his policies and the policies of the WHO and Bill Gates that should be criminally investigated for having created the most unnatural death spike the world has ever seen with a trivial cold virus. We are dangerously close to recognizing at least that maybe 50% of us, maybe as high as 70% of us, will always believe there was a deadly pandemic that swept this nation. That's the reality we now live in. And if there's any friend amongst you that you think still has enough brain cells that has an IQ high enough to understand what real science looks like, they can understand what Denny is talking about, unsubstantiated science that has no decent control groups. If you have friends like that, you need to wake them up now. Not because it's going to take a 50% or 60% majority. In fact, the world has always been changed by about 13% of those passionate individuals that fight for freedom, fight for truth, get involved in politics, and make a difference. We are well past that number of what it's going to take to rule with the truth in this world. R remember, we need to reduce the zombie apocalypse as much as we can. That group of people that have lost all ability to critical think, that have no contact with their own IQ, that follow junk science that is only done to prove an agenda and an outpoint. They set out to prove that outpoint which is why they never use a decent control group. The size of that population that we will have to drag along with us is in our hands right now. If you can reduce that population right now and wake up your friends, wake up your family, then please use the high wire, use the work by Children's Health Defense and NBIC, wherever it's coming from. Go and help your friends that maybe will listen to Theo Wilson a little bit more. We need to wake these people up because though I know we will end up persevering through this, I want my children to be able to marry other children who grew up with families that actually celebrated an understanding of real science and, and, and an IQ that was capable of critical thinking. Our children deserve to be able to find spouses of critical thinking. Our grandchildren deserve to be able to live in a world where critical thinkers can be found. We need your help. Now is the time. We must reduce the body of mindless zombies as best we can. Because at a very near moment, they will be who they are, and we will be who we are. And that is the world we have inherited by our actions. Take action. Help the high wire. Help yourself. Go wherever you need to go. The conservative causes in this country, just in time, just at the time, folks, that it needs major support, uh, that financial support is dwindling out there through no fault of their own. 50% unemployment in this country? They're getting ready to do it to us again, folks. These clowns have to be stopped. Second hour of the National Intel Report coming up. 
And Marilyn Singleton, she's a doctor and a lawyer. She's got some views on some black lives don't matter. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.